0: is you have special powers okay okay your first special power is that you're left handed so that's that one okay so any left handed people here? are you left handed anyway? brilliant ah. okay the next special power you have is that you're very brave are you very brave? yes of course he is okay so next one Now, this is quite a clever one. You made this sword. Okay, you can make a sword. It's quite tricky, though. I don't know how you make swords. Um, It wasn't actually made of plastic like this one. It was actually made of metal. Okay. And uh, the most important special power you had was the gods on your side. Okay. That's the most important one. Okay, so, we have Ehud. Now, we need a king of Moab ok we need a king, that can be anybody anybody wants to be king of Moab he's the baddie <laughs> here by the way ah oh, ok brilliant now the thing about the king of Moab, his name was Eglon the a funny name but the problem with him he was, the bible tells us that he was very very fat <laughs> <laughs> okay so what I like to do is go and sit on this uh, with a cushion and you can put this on okay put this on, here we go and the fact that you we were because you liked ah, there we go <laughs> <laughs> now, okay so he's very fat. He likes his food, and the reason he's very fat, come, come. The reason he's very fat, is that he is currently controlling a lot of God's people. Okay, now the, we're in a situation where uh, Joshua took the people into the Promised Land. Okay, this is this is from the Book of Judges. If anybody's interested, it is there. Uh, if you're not really sure about my theology you can read it later, it's Genesis chapter 3 um, but they got into the promised land at a great time, they defeated enemies and what have you, but once Joshua died um, the people after a time started to turn against God and, uh, and the Bible tells us that God allowed Moab to come and inflict um, some difficulties upon the people and, uh, and that's what happened so the king of Moab, Eglon King Eglon, sent his troops in and overran a a large part of the country. And this went on for 18 years. And what they used to do is every year um, they used to let me put this on you it's a bit big they used to send somebody with a tribute to the king. There we go. Works sort of all right, okay. So what you used to do is they used to bring this is this is the tribute um, and basically the king of Moab to basically charged protection money. And most of the resources of Israel, of God's people, went to the king. No not not surprisingly he got very fat. Okay. So for eighteen years they used to choose someone to go and give this tribute and, and it was it was loads of stuff. Um, and because of that the people were in great poverty so now this year you were chosen okay but you weren't happy you weren't happy about what was going on so you made this sword this isn't going to work very well but we'll try it because this sword is almost as big as you Uh, now because you're left handed to use your normally people have the sword on the left side. Okay? They strap the sword here, use the right arm, and when they're ready to go I <laughs> was impressed, wasn't it? I'll do that again. <laughs> okay, so, so you're ready to use it. Now, because you're left handed, you strap your sword to your right side. Here. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna do, do that with this this clever contraption. I think it was probably a little bit uh, better better done than this, but you get the idea. Okay, so, you now had a sword hidden beneath your cloak on your right-hand side. And you had a few people with you, we won't do that, and you were bringing, you were asked to come over here to bring the tribute to the king. So here we go, can you hold that? Now, the Bible records some very interesting facts about this. And one of them is this amazing object here. And this is idols. Okay, It's important to notice the little little bits that the Bible includes. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of these idols. They're idols of Gildan. Okay, Now, to get to the king... They had to pass these idols. Okay, so you go off and give your tribute to the king. Your sword is strapped to your side. Now, before he gets to the king, there'll be loads of attendants around, and they will be searching. They'll be checking that the king's okay. And what they do is they check on the left-hand side for a sword. So they checked on the left-hand side. Got away with it we on the left hand side no sword it's all okay great right. so you give the tribute king gets flatter <laughs> and then you and your attendants start walking away and you get back to the idols of Hiltia now at this point he sends the rest of those people who came with him away and he Goes back to the king, and you say to the king, I've got a special message from God. <gasps> "Did you hear that? Yes. I've got a special message from God to you." Now, he used the word for God that the Moabite would have used for their God. Okay, so it was it wasn't uh, Jehovah or Yahweh it was the word for God that he would have understood and, and because he saw these idols he knew that this man had some belief in a dog. and because he'd just been brought this tribute he trusted Ehud and he was very, being very brave he was on his own in the king's palace now because it was a secret message he said to, to the king you need to do this just me and you we can't have anybody else and so the king sent all the people away yeah, you've done that, good and he went up to his summer palace on the roof and sat down and you came in just on your own and when the king got up now he stood up then to come close to Ehud so stand up with your big fat belly and now, now's your chance you take your sword out with your left hand and you plunge it into carefully into his belly. <laughs> now, again, what the Bible records is that the sword goes right in and closes over his fat belly, so it just gets completely hidden. Now, what happens to you is you just fall to the floor. Ah, oh, look at that! Actually. Right. Okay you, now on your own, he's dead you leave the sword, leave the sword no, leave the sword (laughs) because it's covered in blood at this point, you don't want anybody to see it you then come out, you close the door you lock the door this is important, you lock the door and then you escape past the idols and back there just wait there for a second now, I I love the way the Bible describes stuff because then it says, the attendants of this guy go up to the room and see the doors locked, now they pres- assume or propose that he, and the Bible says, he's on the toilet. Okay. Literally, the Bible <laughs> describes it as, oh, great, great um, that he's covering his feet. That's the, that's the word used in Hebrew. And if you think about going to the toilet, when you, um, you don't have to think about this, but of course <laughs> when you... <laughs> I love the way they describe it. So basically, when, when you go to the toilet, you do sort of cover your feet, don't you? No, anyway, it doesn't matter if right? you <laughs> get the drift. So that's what the Bible described it as. Now, the attendants, because, because this man apparently quite liked to just read, or whatever anybody does on the loo, uh, he's, they were there for some time, waiting for a bit. bit and, and it says that they waited until the point of Embarrassment. <laughs> they were a bit and said oh do we go in do we do what this is doing? and because they waited so long he got away and eventually broke through the door realised the guy was dead now that sent them into confusion Ehud you got back you blew a trumpet as often happens in these cases and you said to the people you've got to come with me because your God this time he used the word Yahweh your God has given Moab into your hands. And they all rallied around Ehud. They came and they defeated the army. And he became the judge. He became the leader. And you had peace in the country for 80 years. Well you lived a long time. While Ehud was alive. Okay. Right. That was the story. Well done. You can keep the Brilliant. Okay. You can go and sit down. So. The crop. There we go. Brilliant. Okay. So, that's the story. Now what can we learn from this? Now to try and make it a little bit easier, what I'm going to do is go through the four letters of his name. Okay, because that, that hopefully you can uh, try and remember. And to see why... Ehud was such a good guy and to realise that actually we God calls us all to be like him not necessarily to make a sword and stab a fat person I don't think that's necessarily what God is calling us to do uh, but actually to take on his faith and to do what he's called us to do Okay, so the first thing I want to uh, look at Ehud in the first letter of his work and go on to the next slide is he, he was elected or chosen. He was chosen by the people. Now there's no indication that he was chosen because they knew he was going to do something. It was just his turn to go and give the tribute. It was just his turn. But, so he was chosen to do it. But he knew in his heart that God had called him to do something a bit different. He knew he had been chosen, he was elected this time to make a difference to do something. He was also one of God's people. And the fact is, that's true of all of us. We're all part of the children of God. If if you're a believer in Jesus this morning, you are chosen, you are elected. And like Ehud, you also have other works, other things that God has prepared in advance for you to do. You've got them. At that point, as soon as he was chosen, Ehud knew he had to do something and so he took that opportunity he took what he could he gave to God what he had he was left handed in fact it's interesting the Bible says the description of left handed is disabled in his right that's what it said that's the description of a left handed person now whether he was literally disabled or whether it was just a description of right handed we don't know but the, the possibility was that he, said he was actually limited in what he could do with his right arm but that didn't stop him He just gave to God what he had, who he was, and God used him to bring about a victory. So, what God asks each of us to do is to be who we are. Be who we are, whether you're young, old, middle aged, whatever. God says, just bring who you are. Don't try and be someone else. Don't try and think, or when I get this, or when I'm like this, or when I have this resource, I can... I can be what God wants me to be. God says, no, just be who you are. I've got something for you to do now. And that's what Ehud did. Okay, he was elected, he was chosen. Now, before we put the next slide up, anybody can guess what H might stand for? I'm we'll do the lace up I'm doing this. Just have a think of it. Yeah. Do you know what? I thought someone might say that, and that's a very good answer. It's not the one I've got on here, but... <laughs> No. Good answer, no. Okay. Should we show it? Hated. You weren't expecting that, were you? No. Okay. This is where this comes in. You see, he walked past the idols as he went to uh, the palace. He would have seen these, and they represented everything that was wrong. Now, we don't know quite why he then got to the palace, gave the tribute, and then came back. The Bible doesn't tell us, but he does say that he gets back to the idols at Eglon, and then decides to turn back to go to the king. Whether it was because he was a bit nervous, whether it was he'd always planned it, we don't know. But what I can say is that he saw these things, and he hated them. He hated them with a vengeance such that, that, I believe, gave him the courage to say, I'm going to do something about this. Because he wasn't happy with the situation. He wasn't happy that this was standing as an affront to God and to the people. And so he went all past these idols, these, this is what these people served, and he hated them. And that gave him the courage. You know what, I think sometimes we struggle with the word hate. Because we think, well, Christians mustn't hate. Well, that's true. We shouldn't hate other people. We shouldn't hate our enemies, because the Bible tells that. But the Bible does talk about God hating things. The Bible in Romans 12 says, Hate what is evil, love what is good. Psalm 97 says, Those who love the Lord hate evil. Now, we often take that as the stuff we do wrong. Oh, that's true. Sin. But actually, evil covers everything. That is against the goodness of God. Those idols were evil. I just want to give an illustration here of an advert that I used to... that was, came a few years back. And... Have uh, you lost it again? Could you... If I need a bit of help. It's, a, it's an advert for a car. And... Um, uh, it, it was on the telly... Years ago, 12 years ago, and it illustrates the point quite well, well. Just talk about it for yourself, it's, it's worth waiting for, you'll be amazed. <laughs> So, certain diesels must be slow and flap and frown and palm and and clad and clap. Hey, something, change something. Hey, something, change something, make something. Oh, isn't it just bliss when a diesel goes like this? Thank See, Ehud, I honestly think he hated what he saw, and he thought, God, I want to change this. I want to make it better. And that's what he did. He took what he was, what, he, what resources he had, and gave them to God and said, God, I'm ready to do whatever it takes. And he got a great victory. The next letter um, <laughs> I do apologise, these guys are doing a brilliant job. Do you want to, uh, that's all right. It's difficult. <laughs> if you click on the red button, it will go, I think. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's just a... Ah. Okay. Well done, guys. So the next one. Oh, well, no, I won't ask you to know what it is. Understood. Ehud understood the situation. He understood that actually God hated this. Now, even though the Bible tells us that God allowed Moab to overrun Israel because of the bad things that were going on, he also understood this wasn't God's God's ultimate plan for Israel. He understood that actually God hates these things. And you know that is such an important thing because we can look at the world and we can look at things that God wants us to hate and we can go through them. We can look at things like injustice. We can look at poverty. We can look at sickness and disease. All these things that are evil which are against God's plan. We can look at um, deprivation. And we can say, actually, well, it's it's lifestyles. The choices people have made have brought them into this and to a large extent you can argue that's the case. We 've chosen to do this, and therefore it 's their, their own choice. And he could have said that about what was going on in his country. Well, the people have rebelled against God. that 's their choice. If, if God has let Moab do it, why should I do anything about it? But he also understood actually that wasn't ultimately what God wanted. God wanted good things to come, because he 's a God of love. And the gospel is surely this: that we get what we don 't deserve. And so whether the community, or the people, or even us, are in a situation of our own making, we can't sit back and say, well that's just just the way it is. Because the gospel is, we get what we don't deserve. We get the good things of God, even though we don't deserve it, even though we've made this mess ourselves. And so he understood that, and he was prepared to stand up and say, no this isn't right. And I'm going to do something about it in God's strength. And so he understood the call on his life was to stand against injustice, to stand against things that were uh, going against. He understood who God was. He understood who he was. And the other thing which I think is really important to, 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 to know, and I'm talking about, with Jamie about this, is that he also understood that his... We, we sometimes think, oh, we can change society if only we had more resources. If only we had more... Uh, people, if only I had more money we could do so much more and the problem is, if you take this story for 18 years people of Israel God's people had been pouring all their resources through this tribute into the problem they had been pouring this money and this, this wealth and everything they had, they had been pouring into it and nothing was changing because actually it's not earthly resources now that God uses what God we've got and that's all um, had. He had, he, he made this order. that would have cost him something, he, he went with the tribute, there's all sorts of stuff. He did. And it's not to say that giving isn't important, it is. God uses that. But what God doesn't say to us is, well, when you've got enough money, when you've got enough people, then you can do something. God says, actually, no, you don't, you need, you need me. You need, you need not the resources of this world, you just need me. And I'll, I'll, I'll change the situation. And I'll use you to do it. And so he understood that he had had understood that what he was called to do, God was going to give him the ability to do it. And he just got up and went. He didn't have all the resources, he didn't even have an army at the time. He just went. And God did the rest. So he understood the situation, he understood who he was and what God had called him to do. The final one, we've sort of said it already. He went and did it. He may have been a bit nervous, he may have wanted to turn back at one point, but he did what he felt God called him to do. And do you know what? He changed. He changed the outcome of a nation for 80 years. Just by that simple act of obedience and of bravery and of risk and of faith in God. Because he stood up for things that were right, like justice and hope and good things. And I just want to, we're going to finish very soon. I just want us to think for a moment about what God, and this might be a bit difficult for you get your what has God called you to hate? What has God called you? What do you see And in your school, in your workplace, in your community, in your family, that you... Don't like that you think is wrong, because actually that's often where it starts. If we look at something and we say, "I'm not, I'm not happy with this," and then we we have two options there. We just sort of suppress it and say, "Well, you know, I mustn't let my emotions get the better of me," and that's true. We need to be careful, but actually, sometimes God says, "No, no, that needs to rise up in you. That needs to rise up." So you're going to get to the point where you say, "I'm not standing for this anymore." it took 18 years for somebody to stand up and say I'm, I'm not standing for this anymore and I believe God in each of us has called us to, to look at things whether it's sickness, whether it's injustice, whether it's poverty whether it's, and say God I'm not standing for this anymore, I hate it because it's against the goodness of God it's against, it's evil when I look, to, when I look at you and the good things of heaven, this is evil and, and you've called me to hate it and I believe God wants us to get in that in our heart. I want to give a... I, I might get a bit emotional here. Uh, one of my own heroes is my sister. I've probably mentioned her a few times. And uh, I just want to just give a story about her because she's, uh, she lives in um, uh, Chichester and she was trained as a social worker. And uh, for, for many years she, she practised uh, social work was um, particularly interested, as, uh, I know, hopefully, in, in children's work. Anyway, um, she had children, and then she she got very ill, and uh, she she's got diabetes, and uh, she actually had some problems with her brain function, and she's been left with permanent disability, uh, which means that she uh, she uh, when she gets up in the morning she's fine, she by lunchtime she has to then go home and sleep for about two or three hours. Um, if she doesn't, she gets very stressed and um, she gets disorientated. So that's her daily routine. <coughs> so she can't work. Um, but she gave this to God and said, you know, I, you know, I'm, I am what I am. They prayed for healing. She's been, it seems unproven. She hasn't been fully healed. She's still believing for that. But she said, okay, well, God, this is what I am. What can I do? So what she does now is uh, one thing my sister hates is injustice. And so she now works with uh, children who are from very troubled and abused backgrounds. And uh, she can do this in the morning, And uh, she sits down with them and she goes through their stories. I'm sure hopefuls familiar with these sort of things. And, uh, and she prepares over many months a court case for these children so that she can get justice for them. take a drink of water. My wife tells me when I get emotional I should take a drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And and that's what she does now. now the, the, the amazing thing about it is that, that because the courts recognise the um, good work that she's doing, she's given special, God's given her favour with the courts. And so, um, the courts have said to, uh, or have, have issued a ruling for her that she can only Uh, uh, go to trials in the morning and she can only be cross-examined for an hour Um, because she can't, because of her disability. Um, But within her limitations, she has helped many, many children get justice. And if you meet her, if you ever met her, she looks the most timid, sort of quite unassuming person. But when she's in court, I tell you, she is a formidable opponent. Because she hates injustice. And she will stand up for those that can't argue for themselves. And she will get justice for them. And she's just one example of what a person who is disabled can do when they've got something in them that God has put in them. And she can break through the disability that she's got and she can fight for what she believes God's called her to do. And so she didn't get to the point where she said, well, I'm, I'm, I can't do anything now because I'm, you know, I'm disabled, I can't work. With her. She just said, okay, God, what can I do? She gave herself to God and she fights now uh, for those that can't. Uh, and she gets justice. And she, was, you know, she tells me, you know, we get together of the stuff she's been able to do. And it's, it's amazing. And I just get inspired by her and what she can do uh, with the limited resources, if you like, that she's got. And yet, she can do tremendous things. And so, I believe God wants us each to be someone who... It doesn't have to be that. It can be all sorts of things. But God calls us to be someone who hates things that are wrong. And then believes God. Not to, not to get all, the, all your own resources to sort it out. Just believe God. Actually, God, you're going to use me to do something about this. And to understand that God is on your side when you do that. Regardless of why it's happened or whether the, the people have brought it on themselves. That doesn't matter. God wants the gospel to come across so you get what you don't deserve because of the grace and the goodness and the love of Jesus. And so she will, she will help anyone that is facing injustice. Um, I, uh, my sister. And God wants us to be like that. So whether it's... And I just, you know, as we're as we going to finish now, just to think, what is it that God might be putting on your heart to say, actually, I'm going to stand against this? And I may not have the resources, and I don't, I, don't know, I don't know about the time and all this, but actually go to God with it. Because the last thing I want to say about this guy is the one interpretation of his name, and it's a little bit debate, but one of the ways, you, Ehud, it actually means he brings praise. That's the translation of the word Ehud. And I think he brought praise and glory to God by what he did. But also I also think that's an indication of what his life was like. But he was in the presence of God and it was there that he got this desire to change and do something different. And that's one of the keys for us. As we're in the presence of God as we're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us as we're just in worship or just let God speak. Let God stir something in your heart to say I'm going to stand against that. And let's just be one that will be like Ehud and get up and do something about what God has put on our heart. Because there is so much need in this area, you probably agree with that. And actually we don't need more resources. We don't need more people. We don't need more money. We just need people that are prepared like Ehood to stand up and say, I'm gonna do something about this because I believe God's put this on my heart. So can we stand together? I just want to pray for us. Lord, I thank you, God, for examples in the Bible of people that understood you, understood your goodness, understood, Lord, that you hate evil, that you hate bad things, Lord, and, that, Lord, that you called uh, them to do something about it. And, God, I just want to be, I want to be someone like that. God, I want to be someone that, that is stirred with something And I might say, Lord, I can't, I don't know how to tackle this, but Lord, you do. And if you put this on my heart, God, you must, you have the resources to do something about it. And so I just want to pray that we will be a people, God, that don't just ignore injustice, don't ignore evil that we see around us. But God, we would be those that are stirred by that and allow it to bubble in us. Not to to get angry, but to say to God, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want me to do? with what I've got, with who I am. God, I pray that you would cause us to be those that don't stand back and just let this go on year after year. But we would be people that say, God, no, you've stirred this in my heart. What do you want us to do? What do you want me to do? Oh, Father, I just thank you that, that you want us to have good work. You've given us good work to do. And, and God, we just want to see, Lord, in our lifetime, God, changes in this area. And changes in our schools and changes in our workplaces because, Lord, you've put this on our heart to do. And, Father, we just want to give ourselves, Lord, we want to be e today. That we may take hold of what uh, you've called us to do and to make a difference and to change the situation. Lord, thank you, Lord, you do call us to change the situation and make it better. Because, Lord, with your resources, with your power, with your strength, God, that is always, always possible. Thank you, Lord. And oh, Lord, let's pray help us, Lord, uh, to respond to your call. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Okay. okay, we'll finish there.
0: Um, just to say, if there is anybody that is sick... that. that...